Warning, the following content may be disturbing to some individuals. Consumer discretion is advised. Hello, Sirens. We are back with the second segment of our sleep disorder episodes. This time we'll be talking about night terrors. If you missed the previous episode on sleep paralysis, go back and and catch that. We uh, heard some firsthand experiences of people who have sleep paralysis. And uh, Ryan here shared some of his experiences. And we're going to be talking today again about night terrors. And uh, Ryan has some things that he can share. And then we're also going to have a special guest after the break that will come on and share more firsthand experiences with you. Um, Ryan, I am, uh, I'm just praying after doing all this research and hearing all these stories that I do not experience uh, sleep paralysis or night terrors. I'm hoping no door opens for that for me. So um, have you been, you doing good? I'm doing good. Uh, like I said, excited about the new episode. Uh, you know, a lot of new things are coming to light. Some guest speakers, uh, people are coming on wanting to tell those stories. It's a really, uh, mm-hmm. it's really exciting. It is. It's very exciting. Um, now I know you've had uh, some experience with night terrors, and again, I looked, um, I looked to WebMD and the Sleep Foundation online for some descriptive on what a night terror is because I had never experienced one. And it was interesting to see the differences, you know, and the similarities between night terrors and sleep paralysis. Um, So for our listeners who have never experienced this, um, here's what the research says. People with night terrors mostly experience those when they're in slow wave sleep that occurs in the early part of the night. So not your deep REM sleep. Um, In sleep paralysis, uh, that often occurs toward the morning. And um, according to Healthline, around 6.5% of children experience the phenomenon of night terrors compared with only 2.2% of adults. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, And it said it was most common in children between the ages of three and eight. And I can't even imagine as a three-year-old experience in something like this. Uh, Night terrors can last five to 10 minutes, but could last up to 45 or even 90 minutes. Um, They gave some causes uh, that they believe may trigger um, these episodes, and some of those are stress or trauma, over arousal of the central nervous system, breathing problems while sleeping, sleep apnea, those kinds of things. Uh, And it said, uh, another side note said that adults with bipolar disorder are seemingly more likely to experience this. I guess that was based on a study that they've done recently. Um, And then I thought, well, we shared a story, you know, we shared a, a one I pulled from BuzzFeed about sleep paralysis. So I went and pulled one about night terrors, and I don't know which is scarier, honestly. If you heard the episode last week, you heard the uh, the listener's uh, story from BuzzFeed. But this is um, another story from a different person about night terrors specifically. So I will I will read that, and then we'll discuss. Okay, here we go. Sometimes I wake up to spiders in my bed. They cover every inch of my sheets, creating a quilt of hairy legs and beady eyes. I can feel them crawling underneath my duvet, traveling up my legs, over my torso, and into my mouth. I stop breathing, praying they will stay still. Their little footsteps tickle the back of my throat. When that doesn't work, I start screaming. I kick my legs up, throwing my blanket to the floor, but it doesn't matter. The spiders are still there. The more I scream, the more they stay clawing at my skin. They won't leave and they're all over me. No one is helping and I can feel my lungs collapsing and then they're gone. 
And she says, I've had night terrors for about five years. They are not the same as sleep paralysis. My dad has sleep paralysis and it's a whole different bag of worms or spiders. Like sleep paralysis, I see the imaginary in real life, typically while I'm half awake. I've had a wide variety of visitors over the years. There was a black cat. It was very cute, except for when it tried to claw out my eyeballs. There was the man in the shadows. He stayed stationary and didn't provide much entertainment. Not big on conversation. Still creepy in a weird guy staring at me sort of way, though. I even had a proper demon once, like the total package with six eyeballs randomly placed on its amorphous body that leaked into the air like smog. But unlike sleep paralysis, I am not a prisoner of my own body. I can fight, but with little success. I can flail my limbs, wriggle on the bed, and yell until my throat gets sore. I am mortified of spiders. And if I had sleep paralysis or night terrors and that was what I saw, I don't I don't think I would ever want to go back to sleep. I would just be like, you know, that would be my Freddy Krueger. You know, <laughs> that would be my prompt to stay awake because that is that's just horrifying. And she has experienced that, but she's also experienced different things. Um, and uh, so I'm going to let you comment on that because that still gives me the heebie jeebies. I don't know if I'm going to sleep tonight. Uh, yeah, that's terrifying. I mean, I'm not a fan of spiders myself, and you know, I definitely have dreams about them. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think that I know you know the research says not terrors and you know, sleep paralysis are different. I think sometimes they happen hand in hand, yeah, depending on your level of consciousness, like mm -hmm. during your sleep, right? Because if you do wake up and you can't move which is terrifying, you know, yeah. and then you start freaking out, you start having panic attacks yeah. and then, you know, you're sitting there not able to move. You feel, uh, you know, a weight on top of you, mm -hmm. you start to panic. And then, you know, for some, if you do happen to jaw awake or whatever, you know, you're going to go into fight mode, you know, you're going to be right. looking around, you're going to be looking around, you're going to be doing different things. But then, you know, uh, the not terror things is a little bit different because then, you know, that is your reality at that moment. Yeah. You know, you're able to fight back, but it's against something that you have no control over. It's not normal. Right. But, you know, uh, you know, lots of movies you mentioned, like Freddy Krueger, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, yeah, I want to check my bed for spiders tonight before I go to sleep. Gosh, so, I can't. You know, and I, and I want to remind the listeners that, you know, this is a whole different level than a nightmare. You know, if I have a nightmare, which I, you know, everybody has nightmares once in a while, um, I can wake up from that and I'm, I'm, you know, awake and I'm not seeing anything that's not there. Or, you know, I, I can't imagine. Um, now, I do talk in my sleep and sing in my sleep and who knows, but I've never like I've never had that semi awake, semi sleep like hallucination or vision that something is there and I can feel it. And, you know, when I'm awake, you know, once I wake up from a nightmare, I'm good to go. You know, I know it's just a nightmare and I can shake it off. Um, but this is, yeah, this is a whole different level. And, and because it was saying that it starts often starts in childhood, I wanted to ask you if you had like, when you experience the night terrors that you've had, did that start when you were a child? Or do you remember? I've had different experiences. Like I said, as a child, I remember waking up, finding different things. Mm -hmm. I can't really remember specifics, but I can remember details of how things can happen. And mm -hmm. it's more of the spiritual as uh, plane of, of uh, the beliefs. Uh, you know, sometimes you get things in your head, you know, so you mm -hmm. think, you know, whether it's subconscious, whether it's, you know, something speaking to you or through you or something like that. But yes, uh, as a child, you know, we used to uh, watch a lot of scary movies, which of course, you know, is one of the reasons of this supernatural yeah. uh, uh, podcast. But, uh, you know, I've had, uh, you know, things that I've thought about 
you know, things talking to me, trying to get me to do certain things, mm-hmm. uh, which, of course, you know, as a child, you know, you're just like a oh, uh, super active imagination, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, one night I remember I was at a, uh, I was at a house and my parents was there. And, you know, I kept having these thoughts go through my head. But the thoughts, even though they were severe, it was a strange light because I remember watching scary movies and I was always wake up and all the lights be off because, you know, back then all the lights stayed off. You know, mm-hmm. if they didn't have to be on, it was off. <clears throat> there was this light, but it wasn't like a regular light. It was something different to it. It was mm-hmm. almost like beyond the brightness of a normal light, right? It was almost like a halo type deal. And I remember waking up and this light was weird and I kept getting, you know, thoughts of like hurting people. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, no, and this lasted for a long time. No, whether it was a nightmare, whether it was sleep paralysis, whatever, I'm not real sure. Mm-hmm. But later on to kind of go along with the story that I told on the last podcast about mm-hmm. my personal sleep paralysis where I was laying in bed, I felt a heaviness on top of me. Uh, you know, the pressure in itself woke me up, mm-hmm. right? Because I couldn't move. And, you know, I toss and turn and I'm a very active sleeper. So if I can't move, I normally wake up. Yeah. So the fact of the matter is I couldn't move. And then when I wake up, there's nothing there, but I cannot move. There's a tremendous pressure on me, which you know, I sleep the lights off, you know, there's nothing there. So I'm just like, there's nobody here, you know, why can I not move? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh Lord, something's wrong, you know, help me. And like I mentioned, the hand was on my forehead. And so I'm just like, okay, I turn my forehead really, really hard in hopes. I'm thinking natural, you know, self-defense. And I feel this thing, it kind of lost its balance mm-hmm. and the weight shifted. So I felt it kind of hit the floor. Mm-hmm. Because I was on like just a little fold-out bed, you know, it set like yeah. off the floor, so it wasn't like a, a big bed. Because I was young, didn't have a lot of money, and I was just sleeping on like one of the right. basic beds you sleep on. Mm-hmm. To get back to the point was when this happened, you know, it kind of went back. I'm like, like, uh, like our last reader or listener said, you know, I'm just like, oh, Jesus, help me. Mm-hmm. And you know, we tussled around a little bit, and then all of a sudden, it vanished. But to go back into the story, in the corner of my room, that same light started illuminated in the corner, and it kept getting brighter and brighter and brighter, and to, it's almost like something was coming. Uh-huh. And when it got to the brightest part to where I basically had to look away from the light, it was so bright, and then I came to. Wow. And those two stories kind of tied together for the scent that it was the same illumination of the light because it wasn't mm-hmm. like a normal light. It was something different. Mm-hmm. I think those two stories kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. And when I thought of one, it made me immediately flash to the other one. Mm-hmm. Because it was almost like the same thing, which is weird because they happened 20 years apart. Wow. Something like that. It's crazy. Yeah, that is wild. Did did you do you find that you've had more experiences since you've been older or like when you were younger as a child? I've had experiences. I wouldn't necessarily call them night terrors, uh, but I've had different experiences. Now, uh, I've been around families that have had experiences, especially like you said with younger children, mm-hmm. that, you know, and, you know, even though this is a supernatural podcast, we was both raised in the church and things like mm-hmm. that. The child kept having night terrors every night. Every night, and this is just this was a very fun, loving, easygoing, very laid back child. There was Mm -hmm. no reason for any of that, and it was he was having really horrific dreams and night terrors, and he'd be like fighting stuff in his sleep. And they end up having like the child prayed over and the house Mm -hmm. prayed over, Mm or it ended up quitting. So, you know, I know you know this is not like a religious podcast, but I'm just saying that those things were happening. That's the belief system growing how they handle things Mm -hmm. yeah they've been uh i've been around a lot of similar stories to that yeah wow yeah and that's you know in every religion or every culture um you know there's a tie to the spiritual with that um but 
those are some i know we watched a lot of scary movies and i'm sure i had my share of nightmares after watching some of those movies um but i never you know and as far as i know i don't think my brothers did either experience that that kind of you wake up and you're you still can't move or you can still see something um that's terrifying you um and then you you get you know and during night terrors you can move and fight back you know and um i know and uh after the break we're going to bring on a special guest and um who had a lot of experiences with night terrors from the time that he was a child and it's one of our cousins uh joey so we will um if, if there's nothing else, Ron, that you want to share, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back with our special guest. Do you, do you have anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Uh, not at the moment. Uh, okay. No, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, what Joey has to say. And, you know, hopefully uh, it sparks some responses from some of our listeners out there. Right. Uh, because I'd love to hear some of those stories also. Yeah, definitely. Well, listeners, we will be back after this short break. Uh, go grab a drink and come back uh, and listen in to our special guest. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more Sirens of the Supernatural. Prepare to embark on a celestial journey like never before as Travis Short returns to help us solve the enigma surrounding angels. We will be delving into their potential origins, their divine presence in the Bible, and their captivating roles in legend and folklore. Don't you dare miss it. Friday, December 14th, only on Sirens of the Supernatural. Hello, and we are back. Ryan and I are here with our special guest that we uh, told you would be here after the short break. And this is our cousin, Joey, and he's going to share uh, some of his experiences with night terrors. Um, he has had those since he was a child. And Joey, thank you for being on here and being willing to share with us. Hopefully some of our listeners out there who have experienced night terrors um, can relate. It's always good to know you're not alone in what you're suffering. So um, as we're talking, uh, we'll interject with some questions if we have those. And um, so again, thank you for being on here. And I'm going to turn it over to you and let you tell us about your experiences. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. When, you know, you guys were tossing around the ideas of sleep paralysis and night scares, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's me. Mm -hmm. Uh my night scares, I've been having night scares, night terrors, whatever you want to call them, as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think you mentioned in the last segment that they begin at like age three and end at age eight. No. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been having them for a long time. And mm -hmm. then uh, and, and they did slow. They, they did slow down as I got mm -hmm. older and they did change in nature. But yeah, I still have them. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> one of the things is, is uh, the story that you shared about the lady who uh, felt like she was being covered by spiders. Uh -huh. It's so weird because not only do you see it, you can hear it, Oof. you can feel it. And I've never had a situation where I could smell it, but I'm sure that if there, you know, some people given, given the subject matter of the, of the night terror, you know, mm -hmm. I, they could probably smell it like be, be it sulfur fire or whatever. Mm -hmm. I never did. But uh, I, some of my earliest memories are of night terrors. Uh, These are very vivid dreams, mm -hmm. very realistic. Um, I mean, full color. Mm -hmm. situations i mean it's like really being there uh yeah. of course when i was little the uh the the uh things that would appear were kind of a little more on the childish side but mm -hmm. uh as i got older it became more realistic uh, the scenarios became more real like realism mm -hmm. and i mean it's just absolutely terrifying and some of the things that i would dream about i had no 
zero um, exposure to. Right. You know, I mean, how mm -hmm. do you dream about like mass destruction and what yeah. that looks like? What that, mm -hmm. you're a kid. Right. <laughs> you know, how right. do you know that? And it's just sometimes I, I truly believe there is a supernatural element about it because mm -hmm. I, it's pretty wild. When I get into the examples, mm -hmm. you, because there, I've actually had dreams that other people have apparently had dreams about. Oh. So it's pretty wild stuff. So when you say supernatural and you mean spiritual as well, you think there's I believe a spiritual? So, yeah. I, believe it's, I believe it's a spiritual issue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess I'll start when I was a little kid. <clears throat> uh, me and my brother used to share a bed. Uh, we mm -hmm. had a two bedroom apartment and mm -hmm. I have two brothers, one older, one younger. Uh, my, my older brother and I would share a bed, you know, we're, I, I started school early. I'm like four years old, you know, we're sharing a bed. It's no big deal. We're just little boys. It's a big right. bed. So, um, uh, I've always been a fan of superheroes and, uh, I always, I never missed the episode of the old Batman TV show. Uh, <laughs> the Joker was my favorite. And, uh, I had a dream one night that I was being chased by the Joker. Mm-hmm. Now, we're little boys, and of course, we had our little nightlights, and we never slept with the door shut. We always had the door open. And for some reason, my older brother loved to sleep in the back of the room. Well, it was darker, so I didn't care. I slept toward the front where it was a little lighter because, like, my parents would leave the bathroom light on, so you could kind of see some light. So I'm having this dream that the Joker's chasing me, and I wake up. My eyes are wide open, and there's the Joker standing in my living room staring me down and I kind of jump up and he starts running straight at me mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. so needless to say I'm I'm awake I'm moving I unlike sleep paralysis I am fully functional I'm like moving and I, I basically maul my older brother clawing kicking trying to get away mm -hmm. and um He's like, wake up, you know, and, and of course, when I turn my eyes, who do I see? Because the thing is, you're seeing everything around you, mm -hmm. but you're seeing it too. Yes. So he's the Joker. I beat the tar out of him. <laughs> uh, you know, here I am screaming, wailing, beating, you know, and, and so now I'm beating him up. Yeah. He's screaming because he's taking a beating. So my dad runs in, Mr. You know, he, he's not thinking he runs in. And of course, he just flips the door. You know, he just yeah. comes right in. And I turn and look at him and start beating on him because I'm seeing. You're the, still seeing that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what what uh, brought me out of it was when my mom finally came in. She had enough common sense to turn on the light. So when she turned on the light, I realized I'm in my room. Here's my parents. Uh -huh. I mean, I'm awake, but I'm still seeing this thing. Uh -huh. So when she turned on the light, that helped me to process where I'm at, who's mm -hmm. there. And, and of course, I came out of it. So, <sighs> yeah, that was that was I that's kind of one of the earliest examples I remember. I think I mm -hmm. might have been. I think I had just started school then. So I was I started school early. So I was four. I bet your brother remembers it too, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He hates me for it. He hated me for it. Well, well, you'll see in the next couple of stories because <laughs> he never knew what night he was going to get beat up. Yeah. So one night I was having a dream. Uh, let's see. Uh, sleeping in the same bed, same position. One night I'm having a dream and I see this thing it kind of had a human face but it was huge it was as tall as the room and it came out of the shadow it had pale skin a huge nose long ears big hair it was wearing like a black jacket kind of like a tuxedo kind of like uh the one you know the uh, a tuxedo jacket with tails uh -huh. nothing underneath just pale skin goat's feet mm. And 
this thing is starting to creep out of the shadows. Well, I freak out. I wake up, open my eyes. There he is standing in my, my closet. <laughs> we had left the door open. Uh, it was the toy closet. Mm -hmm. So there he is coming out of the closet. So I just flip out, jump, you know, I'm like, no, 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 no. And I'm, I'm sorry, but there wasn't my mouse. But uh, so I jump up, I'm wigging out and I'm about to scale the wall backwards, trying to mm -hmm. get away from this thing. And I lose all control. I start urinating all over the place. Mm -hmm. I urinated all over myself, all over the bed, all over my brother. Um, he wasn't happy about that. And then, of course, I'm screaming. So my dad come running in, turned the light mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I kind of came to. And, and, and fortunately, that was the one thing that really helped me mm -hmm. is because, you know, even though I'm seeing it, when you turn on the light, it's kind of like it disappears. Yeah. So, you know, I could see what's going on and I mean, I would be terrified. So here I am absolutely horrified. My older brother just belittling me. You peed on me. <laughs> you know, right. right. You know? So uh, eventually, you know, that caused my older brother. My older brother was like, all right, that's it. Mom, dad, I want twin beds. Yeah. I have to have twin beds. So they break down and buy us twin beds. Now, you would think that uh, common sense would say, all right, since this kid has these wild, crazy dreams, let's kind of put him to the back of the room so he doesn't hurt anyone, you know, because, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I would crawl up a wall. And uh, but my brother was like, no, because he had heard my stories and he was scared, too. He wouldn't confess to it, but he was scared, too, because he had, he told him what I saw. So he had convinced mom and dad that it'd be in hit their best interest if I slept near the door so that, you know, they could come and get me. They could, you know, that yeah. by. so I start having this dream and uh, <laughs> I, I, I dream I'm in like this old medieval cabin, like, in the middle of the woods, I, it just, it was like something out of a Lord of the Rings, you know, mm -hmm. just this old cabin and I'm laying on this, this thing and whatever I'm laying on is slightly elevated, like it was a bed or a table or I don't know. So I'm laying there and I could see smoke or mist rising up from the floor and it's all around me. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, what is that? And, uh, I start hearing a rustling in the other side of the room. So I'm like, oh no, <laughs> it's not gonna get me. So I start sliding over to the other other side of the bed, you know. Mm -hmm. Now apparently I'm sleeping, but I'm I'm like in full motion, you know. Uh -huh. I'm doing this in real life. So I'm sliding over to the other side of the bed. And when I get to the other side of the bed and I start to like slowly ease out of the bed, mm -hmm. it felt like something grabbed me and pulled me to the floor and I slammed face down on oh. the floor. And when I hit and I look, I am staring. And ironically, I listened to your last episode about the hags. Yes. I am staring at this old crinkled up haggish witch she had no hands and feet all right so they couldn't walk they couldn't they couldn't really crawl and i look her you know i, I kind of I, and this thing is staring me in the face it's like a few inches from my face and, it, and it's staring me in the eye and i can kind of i kind of look around and i see more coming toward me from other parts of the room like they're coming at me and I look and focus at it, and I'm like this, and it makes, it says something crazy. It it says in a very garbled, breathy, deep, I just, it goes, like, like it's trying to say something. Mm -hmm. And I called it a winner winner, you know, because I'm like, you know, yeah. and needless to say that it was on, I started fighting. 
So I start fighting this thing and I'm fighting to get back up on the platform. Well, unfortunately, I got up on the wrong bed. So here I go climbing up my brother's bed. <laughs> and I'm running and I start to take off running and I trample all over him. I, I face plant into the wall and try oh. to scale the wall and just start. And of course, I lost. I started yeah. peeing again and just stomping him, clawing the wall, trying yeah. to get away. And I, I stomped him to death and peed all over him. And of course, that was, you know, oh, he was not happy. And, um, but, uh, you know, I was probably about six or seven at the time. And, uh, you know, finally my parents come running into the room, the light comes on, you know, and I kind of come yeah. out of it, realize where I am and who's there. So that is just a, an, a, a, a small sample of when I was a kid. Now, ironically, years and years later, like in my 20s, I believe this was in the 90s, um, I was doing, I've always been into, like you guys, I've always been into legends mm -hmm. and lore and supernatural and, you know, Celtic folklore, Irish folklore, um, you know, our family Scottish. So I've always yeah. had that interest, North myth mythology and stuff. So I was reading a book and it actually talked about Irish wood witches. And these were old hags who uh -huh. lived in the woods. They had a cabin in the wood and apparently they were cannibals. Uh -huh. And children were disappearing. So they were rounded up by the village. They cut their hands and feet off and took them to their place and just left them to die. Oh, my gosh. And the the the, the pictures were... The winner winners. Yeah. Now like I tried to, yeah, I tried to do a little research on that before coming on. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, uh, yeah, I couldn't find anything because like witches are so popular now. And yeah. of course they're very revered among you know young people mm -hmm. and whatever. And it's it's hard to find like the the classic, the more classical yeah. stuff there because just there's so much hoopla mm -hmm. about witches right now and the internet's so saturated with stuff that I, you know, it was really hard to find. Yeah. And that is, that's so weird because as a six year old, I'm sure you never heard of an Irish wood witch or whatever that was. And that's no. so real. What did you do when you were reading that? I bet it was like. Freaked out. Yeah. Oh, who wouldn't be? Yeah. I mean, the pictures it had some illustrations and it was exactly uh -huh. what I saw. I was yeah. just like, Oh my gosh, you know? So even if that is folklore, um, then apparently somebody else saw it too. And well, on that same vein, um, the boogeyman I had saw, um, apparently like when we were kids, um, I had that dream about, I call I thought it was the boogeyman. That's what I yeah. called him. And apparently, uh, my little brother, was watching the old Ghostbusters cartoon. Uh -huh. And there was an episode about the boogeyman. And I'm not thinking about it. I think this was like 10 years later. It's in the mid 80s. I think it was a snow day. You know, I'm thinking about I believe yeah. I was in high school. And, well, you know, we're sitting there eating. He's watching his cartoons. I'm chilling out. And, you know, here's this little kid in bed. And the, clo the, toy the closet door opens up. And all of a sudden, there's this big head. Pale skin, big ears, big nose, crazy hair, uh -huh. comes out of the closet. <laughs> like what you experienced. And I flipped out. Oh, man. The thing even had goat's feet. So uh -huh. it's like somebody else had this dream. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know who. Somebody else has seen what I saw. Yeah. And so, in my opinion, I, I do think there's a supernatural element to it mm -hmm. because they, yeah. I, I, you know, I, it, it just obviously somebody has seen some mm -hmm. of the things I've saw, especially as a kid. So. Yeah. But you and, and you were saying, like, even though the research says it's more common in kids between three and eight, it kept happening for you, even as you were a teenager in high school, young yeah. adult. Yeah, um, on into adulthood. Um, let's see. I had written some things down. So let me, let me get into this. Uh, like a lot of the dreams I had, especially as I got into like my preteens and, uh, we, we moved out of state. That's when you guys got to meet 
crazy me. Uh, <laughs> we had moved to, to, to the mountains of Virginia. And of course, you know, the dream started changing. Fortunately, I think I did have a few dreams because like many of you guys, we used to stay at Memo's yeah. house. Uh, there was a period of time when we lived there for a few months. Um, I remember, I don't know exactly what, but I know I've beaten that dad had to sleep with me in case I had one of my fits. Oh, and wow. apparently I've beaten dad two or three times, even broke his nose in the middle of the night. Um, so, and luckily, you know, you know, the, because, you know, Memo had those huge beds and of course mm -hmm. two people would sleep in those beds. So mm -hmm. dad always had to sleep with me. So I wouldn't take off running through the house, but yeah. uh, <clears throat> uh, I would have dreams like, about tornadoes, like natural disasters of mm -hmm. tornadoes. Um, I would have dreams about train wrecks. Mm -hmm. Like there would be like, I, I, I would have a dream where I'm sitting there and I just, this train would just derail right in front of me. And just, I could hear the metal just crunching. Mm -hmm. I could see it twisting. Um, I could just see all this devastation, bodies laying everywhere. Mm. And I would be walking in the amongst the ruins of it, you know, like walking, yeah. like absolutely horrified. How does a, you know, a seven, eight, nine-year-old child, how can you even begin to imagine that? Yeah. You know, car wrecks were just... You know, I never saw a car wreck when I was a kid, or at least if, if we did, you know, my parents was going to shield me from it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just like car pileups. Pile didn't know what a car pileup is, but it would be like cars would be piled up and people would just be laid out everywhere. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just crazy stuff. How often do you think that you were having these kinds of dreams and night terrors? Probably a couple times a year. A couple times a year? Uh, you know, it just depended. Did it get less as you as you got older? Excuse me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but they, they still would happen. Uh, mm -hmm. Fortunately, a lot. As I got older, I be, they, they kind of became a little bit less violent, although I'm about to share some with you. <laughs> that really got <laughs> intense. Uh, a lot of times it would be, you know, I would wake up and be like, I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing this stuff, but. You know, it didn't involve me really. It's just like this, me flabbergasted by what I'm right. saying. You know, because it's just like, yeah. what, you know. <clears throat> so maybe there is an element of PTSD, but I was having PTSD from the dreams. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, wow. The dreams were so vivid. Yeah. And so detailed and so real. And it, it just, it was crazy. Um so uh, I'll tell you a dream since I was talking about Memo's house. I'll tell you guys a dream that I, I know you guys can relate to. So I had a dream that, uh, you know, in Memo's house, she had her little sitting room. You know, the, mm -hmm. the living room was way over there on that side of the house. She had this little sitting room. That was where the telephone was. Mm -hmm. That's where we would all kind of informally meet, you know. <laughs> and then you had, you know, her dining room and her kitchen. Well, I dreamt there was a bunch of people family members and Ryan, you might have even been in that dream at the time because I, I think you guys were staying with Memo at the time. So anyway, there's like a whole, you know, a whole family would get together and be in that room and talking and joking and laughing and whatever. So I dreamt everybody was in that room and I'm laying in the doorway between uh, that room and the dining room and I'm doing my homework. So I'm just sitting there and out of the blue, something grabs me by the foot and yanks me into the hair, like, I mean, hair, into the air, like I'm a sack of potatoes. Just whoop right up in the air. And it takes me and slams me. And you remember, Memo used to have one of those large floor bottle freezers. This thing was yeah. huge. Took up the whole wall. It took me and just bang, bang, bang against the freezer. Right. And this whole time I'm screaming and wailing. And now, at, of course, at this time, I open my eyes and I'm, I, you know, and it's so vivid. It's like I'm in Memo's house. Mm. So this thing just 
uh, you know, it just slings me around. And I, and I did catch a glimpse of it. And it was this dark, shadowy character. It was kind of humanoid in shape, but it was kind of fluid. Like, for mm -hmm. example, if an arm went, you know, kind of pulled its arm in, it's like the arm would come out another part of its uh -huh. body. Yeah. It was very fluid. And this thing just grabbed me, slams me to the floor, smacked my face, and starts dragging me. And, of course, drags me through the dining room into the kitchen. Of course, Memo had that back door that was about, mm -hmm. what, four and a half, five feet tall? Straight drop off. This thing pulls me <laughs> pulls me out the back door i splash you know because that was a you know it was kind of like that downhill slope and i just and it drags me into the woods wow and the whole time i you know i'm kicking i mean i tore i, I was pretty sure i was at my in my bedroom at the time tore my bedroom apart sure. trying to get away from this thing and of course my parents come in turn on the light and you know and that made me kind of woke me up but yeah i mean i i, I could see it Wow. It was just, I could see it all. So, did either of your brothers have vivid, scary terrors? Uh, Paul would talk in his sleep. You could actually have a conversation with him in his sleep when he was smaller, mm -hmm. not so much now. And Jamie would, would sleepwalk. Mm -hmm. That Jamie was always, Jamie's always slept in my parents' room so that they could keep tabs on him because he would sleepwalk and just be all yeah. around the house and be outside. Oh. So <laughs> had to really keep a, keep a, a close eye on him. Uh, and speaking of my little brother, I've got a story about him Poor a kid. Uh, <laughs> um, at some point in time, my parents had acquired some bunk beds and I guess I had not had any bad dreams in a while. So the, the idea was to put the bunk beds in my room and let my little brother sleep on the top bunk, you know. Uh -huh. So I would sleep on the bottom. He'd sleep on the top. And that was the plan. Well, the only problem was he used to sleepwalk. Uh-oh. So after a few weeks, he, he kept falling out of the top bunk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Hurting yeah. himself. So in a last-ditch effort, I'm like, all right, man. Yeah, because he and I were always close. Yeah. yeah even even in, in adulthood, we were best friends. So, yeah. uh you know, in, in in that you know, in an effort to keep him in the room, it was like, all right, man, I'll try sleeping up there. Now, at this point, I'm probably 12, 13. Now, mind you, I am almost six foot. I'm well, you know, at that time, yeah, I'm 12. I've been the same size since I was 14, 15 years old. So here I am, like 12, 13. I'm man-sized yeah. compared to a lot of people. So I decide to sleep on the top bunk because I haven't had any dreams like that in a long time. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there and uh, this kind of relates to, I, I, I remember one of the, uh, was it, was it, uh, I think it might've been earlier on when you were talking about the woman who had the dream about the demon mm -hmm. with multiple eyes. Yeah. All right. So I'm laying there asleep and apparently I'm on my back. Now, my thing is I can sleep on either side on my back. I roll around. It does not matter what side I'm on because okay. I'm moving, you know. So apparently I was sleeping on my back and all of a sudden I see within a few inches from my face, a demon. It had very pale skin, very, very, very pale skin. It had, it was covered in boils. It could have had other eyes. I don't know, but it had like boils and some of the boils had popped. It was covered in pus. Yeah covered in like it looked like cancer I, I can't even explain it mm -hmm. um i remember staring into its eyes and it had two very kind of like small eyes they were kind of like deeply set so mm -hmm. they were kind of small but they were piercing um his eyes were yellow i mean they were just this horrible like like they were filled with pus and his eyes were bloodshot. So he had all those veiny and mm -hmm. it was just like pus running down his face and just the ugliest thing you could absolutely ever imagine. Was and it touching you? No, no. Okay. It was like right here, just the face. All I could see was the face. It was so close. All I could see was the face. So it startles me. And of course I open my eyes. It's still there. 
So I'm sleeping on the top bunk and I'm a bigger guy now and I'm punching at it and I'm punching the roof. I'm kicking the roof. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know, cause I can, re- I'm big enough to reach and I'm just bang, 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 bang. And I'm like, it's not going anywhere. So I decide, you know, fight or flight. I've tried fighting. It's time to fly. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so I go to get out of the bed. I'm on top bunk. I go smacking the floor and I'm like, uh, so I mean, I'm, I'm awake. My eyes are open. I still see the thing. You're still kind of in the dream. I'm yeah. still seeing it. So I'm just, I'm fighting. I, after all said and done, I ended up ripping the closet door off its hinges. I've about destroyed the wall. Oh my God. Uh, Did you I, hurt yourself getting broken bones or? No, I guess the adrenaline was just so high. Yeah. That. Yeah, I mean, it just the strength. I mean, I had to have been, you know, I, I mean, I ripped walls. So mm-hmm. <laughs> running out of there. And of course, the door was open because Jamie would want the door open, you know, yeah, like for the light to come in. And I, I guess I go running clear out into the hall and boom, straight at that. Because you all know my house. We had that mm-hmm. long hallway. Yeah. And so I face plant into the wall and I'm just like, boom, beating the crap out of the wall, just going, kicking, baiting. And I finally come to, I apparently I'd woke my parents up. I woke my older brother up and my parents is on one side of the hall and, and, and my brother's on the other. So I'm kind of like, and the lights start coming on. And I, I remember seeing my dad, he was crouched down. I could see his silhouette. I could, to this day, his hand is like, the, like, like his, he's sticking his hand out like this yeah, like toward me, trying uh-huh. to keep a distance away from me, thinking I'm coming after him. And yeah. he flips the bathroom. <laughs> he's like kicking the bathroom light on. And I see him. He's like, you all right? You all right? And I was ready. I was getting ready to attack him because all I could see was the silhouette. But fortunately, my older brother yeah. was behind me. He flipped his light on and I, you know, and I could see him. Yeah. So, wow. So here I am. I'm coming to to it and they're just like oh my gosh and here comes my mom she's like oh my gosh where's jamie <laughs> yeah oh god so here's my poor little brother he is like crawled up in a ball in the corner of the oh bed like god. as far as he could possibly go <laughs> and he's got the covers pulled over his head and he's shaking and mom was like, are you all right? And he's like, don't let it get me, mom. Don't let it get me. Absolutely- so your whole family really experienced this stuff. With Terrified you. all of it. Uh, so needless to say, he was like, no more. Jamie wasn't allowed to sleep anywhere near me. So yeah, uh, it was, it was, it was a wild time. So well, have you, have you had any that are that intense since you've been um, older or married? Uh, yeah, um, since getting uh, married, well, I started having some, as I got older, I started getting a little more aware mm-hmm. of of the fact that I was sleeping. And um, actually, I've had a couple since getting married, um, one of which was I dreamt, uh, ironically, I dreamt I was in the backyard of our old house where we grew up. And there was these weird looking toad figures walking around, but they only had two legs, like big back legs. Yeah. And I'm like, look at that. That is wild. And that thing looked at me. It was like, get away. So mm-hmm. I rear back and I go to punt this thing, right? Like a football. And apparently I had kicked in my sleep and nearly kicked the bedroom window out. <laughs> wow. Terrified my wife. That was the first I'm time sure. she had ever experienced that. Yeah. And then, uh, then uh, there was another time where uh, uh, I dreamt my wife and I do a lot of traveling. So we, uh, you know, we stay at various hotels and I dreamt we were in a hotel and something grabbed me by the foot and tried to drag me to the foot of the bed. Mm-hmm. So now keep in mind, now that I'm older, I'm much more like I have much more strength. Yeah. It's yeah. I jumped up out of the bed and started flogging it. Just I'm here. I am. So my wife <laughs> turns on the light and there I am beating the tarnation out of our bedroom dresser and television. <laughs> oh no. 
Did you cause any damages you had to pay for? Thankfully, no. Thankfully, no. I mean, I knocked the TV over, but it didn't do any yeah. damage. And, and it's an oh, old wooden antique yeah. dresser. That thing took a beating. So, uh, unfortunately, there. Yeah, my my poor wife. She she's learning because there was one instance where I had a dream, and I and apparently I threw a punch in my sleep and barely grazed her. I didn't hurt her. But barely grazed her. So now we try to, even though we sleep in the same bed, yeah, we sleep kind of far apart. We get we have mm -hmm. a big bed where we can sleep apart, so I can't really reach yeah. her. Because yeah, it would be bad if I touched her. So well, that's I, I can't imagine dreaming that vividly and then waking up and seeing, you know, you're 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 awake, but you're still seeing what oh, yeah. your dream was playing out. You see that's, it, you hear it, everything. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting that you touched on the senses. Like you heard it, you felt it, you saw it. Yeah, that's just makes it even more real. With that being said, a lot of people, you know, when you see it in movies, you know, I'm a self personally experienced, you know, if you get injured, and I'm not like saying severely or whatever, you ever wake up with scratches or bruises or anything that you feel like? Hey, my arms sore. Why is my arms sore? Because I remember hurting it in my dream. Have no. you had anything like that? No. I, apparently, I'm the butt kicker in my dream. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never experienced anything like. I mean, if if I did, I'm not, and ironically, I have beaten, I punched holes in the wall and everything, and I've never been hurt. Wow. I guess the adrenaline is so high. Yeah. So. Because yeah, because I was as I was listening, I was thinking, golly, you could hurt yourself or somebody else. Yeah, you know, really Luckily, badly. Luckily, no one's ever been never been hurt. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know we're running long on time, but if it's okay, I got a couple more I'll tell. They're a little funny. Okay. Uh, it actually involves a cousin, a cousin of ours, but they will remain nameless. The first one's kind of funny, and the second one is. Uh, We'll, we'll let that be the, the last story because it actually involves sleep paralysis as okay. well. And these right. have happened since you were uh, an adult. Yeah. Uh, these happened. I was probably in my twenties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the first one I had a dream where I dreamt I was chained to a wall in a dungeon and I am like, I'm just stretched clearly out, slightly inclined. And I can hear, um, someone laughing it sounded like freddy krueger i don't know but whatever it is it was coming to get me and i'm just like what is going on what is going on and i you know i kind of yell and then i hear somebody saying help me so i look over and there's my cousin on laying on his back it's a cousin of ours not you uh -huh. know, and he's being quartered <laughs> i mean he's being stretched being quartered <laughs> And I look at him and I'm like, who did this? Who did it? And he's like, he's coming. He's coming. And I'm like, who? Who? And he goes, help me. Help me. And I'm like, how? How? And he says, this is your dream. <laughs> he tells you, this is your dream. You can do whatever you want. This is your dream. So I was, like, help me. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. So I just. <laughs> snapped the bracelets and I'm like I looked at him and of course he and I we kind of had a little bit of a love-hate relationship we always nagged each other and gave it so I'm just like bye-bye and I flew out oh. <laughs> I left him you left him hanging <laughs> it was a dream <laughs> yeah. it was your dream you can do whatever you want yeah so and that but unfortunately unfortunately he did appear in one other dream how and, now let me ask you this quick question so have you ever had that that thought pop into your head when you're having these night terrors? This is only a dream. Yes, I did one other time. Okay. Um, well, but yeah. I dreamt I was in the church that we all grew up in. Uh, mm -hmm. You know what church that is. I dreamt I was sitting at the uh, in a pew, looking at the window, and I'm looking outside, and it's 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 a bright day. It's like Sunday school, right? Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden the uh, the, the clouds turn black and I'm like, no. And I'm and there, and of course there's a graveyard out beside. And a hand just rotted hand just bursts out of the grave. And I'm like, nope, <sighs> not having it. And all you know, there's this these zombies start coming out of these graves. You know? <laughs> and I'm just like, 
nah, forget it. I'm not doing that today. I get up. I walk down the pew. I walk down the aisle of the church. I open up the door. There's a shopping mall. I walk in, close the door, and I just go keep it and wake up. So, You're very troubled subconscious. Yeah. So there, there, there is a level of yeah. As I got older, awareness. like like an, a level of awareness to where I can kind of okay, I'm dreaming. Chill out. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes and, and honestly, that did happen in, in my 20s and my 30s. And a lot of that started to just go away. Mm -hmm. But since getting married and stuff, you know, I have had a few, right. few of the other dreams. So but if, it, if it's OK with you guys, we'll leave you with one more and okay. uh, we'll wrap this up. And this is probably the worst dream I think I've ever had. Worse than all the rest of the ones you described? Yes. Gosh. Oh, okay. So I dreamt that, and, and of course, throughout, I've had dreams about the apocalypse, the end of time, multiple times. I've had dreams where Jesus would split the sky <laughs> and, and just hell on earth, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I, I had this dream that I was walking across uh, the property where, you know, because we lived right next door to my grandmother. Uh -huh. So I'm walking from our yard into her front yard. Now her house isn't there, you know, so that. In your dream? Yeah, her house isn't there. So I'm walking toward the family graveyard and all of a sudden the ground just starts shaking. And it was a violent earthquake. And I look up and the clouds are just black. I mean, it's just, it's an apocalyptic dream so I'm, I'm being violently rocked and the ground starts to crack open and i can see like lava and i'm just like oh my gosh what is going on and the ground starts shaking again i'm graves are opening up now i don't want to get into that because these yeah. are family members you know and yeah. the graves start opening up and i fall into a grave and when i fall into a grave I'm looking at one of our relatives dead in the face. Uh, oh, gosh. Did you wake up then? I did wake up. The only problem was I couldn't move. I was having sleep paralysis. And a sheet was wrapped around my throat. Tight. I could not breathe. I could not move. And this thing was tight. I couldn't breathe. And in your dream, not in real life, right? No, I'm awake at this point. I'm awake. The sheet is around oh, my neck. Okay. Choking the life out of me. And it took everything I could do. You know, of course, we grew up in the church. And I've always heard that if you ever have a dream like that, you call on the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. And whatever it was, gone. Wow. And it released, and I could breathe, and I pulled the sheet off. Something was strangling me in my sleep. Now, of course, this was I was older, and I was living downstairs from my parents. I had like a downstairs, like set up apartment, and and uh, yeah, this thing. So, wow, talk about trauma. Yeah, I'm gonna have PTSD just from your dreams. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to go to sleep tonight. And those are the tip of the iceberg. I've had yeah. some crazy dreams. Wow. Ryan? What <laughs> 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 <Let's> say you? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I mean, it's a good thing you woke up when you did. Uh, you know, that something was definitely, uh, was subconsciously, you know, and you said you was awake, so it's very vivid. I could imagine, you know, waking up to that, especially, you know, I don't know, be more terrifying, you know, you not being able to move and something attacking you or you being awake and it's still attacking you. That is yeah. the level of terror. So uh, that'd be very scary. Yeah, but, these these episodes are like scarier than scary movies. Like they scare yeah. me more than horror that's movies. Real. Because yeah. they have the real people. I mean, it's different. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we watch a lot of movies and you're just like, oh, you know, that's cool. You know, it's whatever. But right. when you actually see it and you sense it, you feel it, you know, the night terrors, you feel 
something alien in a room or you actually feel a hand on you and there's nothing there yeah. or just the know, sheer utter awesome. sense of dread. Yeah. You know, something's there. The because dread. the dread is absolutely, I mean, it, you just want to like cower, you know, and and because that, that's what makes me think there's a spirit or a presence tied to it. A because spirit just the or sense of yeah, dread. supernatural spirit. Well, and you know, too, everyone likes to feel safe. And I don't know about you all, but the time when I feel safest is when I'm tucked into bed, getting ready to go to sleep. I know the doors are locked, the windows are locked, you know, and I shouldn't have a care in the world. And that's when these things are happening, yes. like invading your most personal, private, safest place. And that that is just terrifying. And my heart goes out to anybody that has experienced these things like you all have shared, Ron, you shared in the in the last episode. And then we heard from Maria and now Joey. Um, my eyes have kind of been opened, no pun intended, to what people actually go through. It's, yeah. you know, so real and so vivid. And so you're right there in the moment. Um, so I appreciate you sharing those yeah, those no things problem. with us. You know, I hope you don't experience no. any more well, of if I may, one more thing. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the things that I realized as I got older, uh, we've all had some, you know, especially Ryan, we've all had some encounters with some evil things. Mm -hmm. And we'll probably do some episodes later that get into like demonic possessions and stuff like that. Um, it, it's been my experiences with evil. The fact that I know I've, I've experienced evil. I know evil is real. Mm -hmm. And that made me realize God is real. You know, I, we grew up in a very religious environment where people just right. told you, mm -hmm. you know, that you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to be this way. You mm -hmm. got to be that way. And we had so many bad experiences with, you know, Christian people who were just more mm -hmm. or less religion, who were using their religion to manipulate others, that ultimately my my these experiences actually led me to really to to to, un, to pursue God and to understand mm -hmm. who God is. And since then, the craziness has gone away. I mean, I still have the occasional, like for example, the hotel dream where something grabbed me by the foot. Or the crazy frog. I still have the occasional like little, but it, the night. I mean the, the 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 horrible ones where I'm literally just yeah. No, nah, those those have subsided. So uh, to kind of touch base on that, like I said, uh, what you mentioned, you know, uh, just prompted another experience I had. It's very quick. Uh, when I was in the military, you know, I had experiences there as well. Uh, one night I went out and. Uh, you know, I went out on date and I was there and uh, we'd watch movies and I fell asleep. So we just made a little paddle on the floor. And as I went to sleep, I did not know anything to happen until she woke, until I woke up the next morning. But apparently I was having uh, some sort of night terror during the night. And this person could not wake me up. And what made it worse was when she looked at the, at, the, at my feet, there was a black shadow figure standing there looking at me. As she's trying to wake me up and I'm fighting something. But and she, she saw it. And she saw the figure. But when I woke up, I could not remember any of it. And she was terrified. Oh, wow. <laughs> now you know why some of us go to church, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Regardless, I don't care what you think about It's like, nope, nope. Out mm. of here, not yeah. Lord help crazy, us. Like said, There's I something out there, and I don't want no part of it. It so. did not just affect me. Yeah, it affected other people. So that I knew that I hey, there's more to this. It's not my yeah. Mind. Yeah, it's not just your yeah. Wow. Well, I would. We would love to hear uh, stories of people out there in listener land. If you have had uh, night terrors or sleep paralysis episodes. Um, you can feel free to send those in to us at um, sirensofthesupernatural at gmail.com or if you just have a scary story or something uh, paranormal that you've experienced or someone you know has experienced, um, send those in as well. We, uh, we're all about sharing those on the show and uh, for our listeners out there. And Jody, 
And Ryan, if you have anything else that you'd like to add, let's do that before we say goodbye to our listeners. Oh, uh, yeah. I, just, I want to reach out to everybody out there and just tell you sweet dreams. <laughs> yes, please, sweet dreams. <laughs> yeah, have a good one. Sleep tight. Make sure to go kiss your children, tuck them in. Yes. Tell them you love them. And, and yeah, hopefully they don't have any issues like I did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. And as always, follow us on social media. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, Sirens of the Supernatural, and at Supernatural Sirens on TikTok. Um, we will post some um, some more stuff this week. So be looking for um, what we'll we usually try to post what's coming up on next episode. So be looking for that. Be looking for some stats that we'll share of sleep paralysis and night terrors as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. And as we always say, stay spooky. (laughs) Thanks. Don't forget to join us next Friday, December 14th, when Travis Short returns to help us solve the enigma surrounding angels. Tune in if you dare. The Sirens of the Supernatural podcast can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and all other major podcast platforms. Join us each week for more spookiness. Also, please join us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Sirens of the Supernatural and on TikTok at Supernatural Sirens. Do you have a spooky story that you would like to share? Email them to us at sirensofthesupernatural at gmail.com. Until next time, stay spooky. <laughs>